You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters, and we're so glad you're with us today. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer. I'm a producer. I'm the youngest sister, and I'm looking forward to this show. What do you think, Jewel? Wow, Leanne, that's an unusual amount of enthusiasm coming from you right at the start of the show, sister. I like it. Okay, this is Julie Dolan. I'm the oldest sister, and I'm in Dallas, Texas, and I, too, am very excited about this show. How about you, Liz? Well, let me jump in with a lot of enthusiasm then. Gotta gotta match your energy, sister. <laughs> this is Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California. I'm a marketer and a podcaster. And here we go. Another super fun show. Okay. All right. Uh, today on the show, let's see what we're talking about. We actually have like a big health block, uh, which is exciting. We're taking some serious looks at mental health issues. We're also uh, a not so serious look at uh, your neck and breakfast. So we're doing that. Um, Let's see. We have, uh, Julie, we have a couple of things we're not going to watch on Entertainment Sisters. That's right. We're doing doing our own individual protests, Leanne, and we want to just alert the Satellite Sisterhood to uh, a protest that they may want to join join us with, right? Yes, and we have some exciting news about the Best Beach Bag Books list that will be happening, so we're going to forward promote that. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's what we're doing. No, no. And also, also, I have an entertaining, just, I have such exciting news about, you know, when you get invited to like an informal dinner with your neighbors, your friends, and they assign you dessert. I've got oh, the answer. I have yeah. the answer. Okay, stay tuned because this is such a genius idea. I can't wait to sh- uh, share it with you. You see how you know, I, I'm sorry I forgot to mention that, Julie, because you have been talking this up for quite a while, and I apologize that. We and I haven't, get... I haven't even told Liz and Leanne what it is. So I they are going I to be. I haven't heard it was a genius idea. I heard it was a good idea, but now it's been bumped up to genius idea. Yes, yes I have elevated it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but can we start uh, with a shout out to Debbie Dolan Stinson Dyke? Okay, she is a satellite sister listener. Okay. And she lives in Dallas, Texas. And yesterday there was a satellite sister in the wild moment when Debbie and I were both eating lunch at the same restaurant and she came over and said hello. And she got to meet my friend, Margaret. My friend, Margaret got to meet Debbie and it was very exciting. So uh, we just want to always encourage people. If you see a satellite sister in the wild, come up and say hi. Because it's a great experience. <laughs> That's nice. Do we know why her name is Debbie Dolan? Did you get into any conversation about her ancestry? I, I a little on a previous when because she came to Leanne's book event in oh, right, right, right. At Rise, and I understand that we are not from the same branches of the Dolan family, but we must be related. We're we're related. We're just gonna we're just gonna call it a relation. Okay. 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 Well, sisters, I just wanted to tell you about my week. Okay. Now, this is, it's not, you would think it's not new news, but I, I feel like it was because I went to Costco. Okay. That's not really, really news, but I went to Costco with a plan. Okay. With a very specific 
time of day. I wanted to get in and out in an hour. I had a list that I managed to bring with me to Costco. I brought a minder with me, like a, like a North Korean minder. That would be my <laughs> husband, okay? He came with me. He was in charge of the cart, okay? And I did all of this because I did not want to go to Costco and overspend and end up buying things that maybe I don't need or maybe I do need, but I just didn't want to spend too much money. I mm -hmm. wanted to get my specific things, mm -hmm. okay? 10 steps into Costco, 10 steps. That's all it took. And we had immediately veered into the appliance section, Liz. Oh. All right. I was staring at those new LG washer dryers. I had my head in the tub of the stackable ones. I mean, I was hooked. I had applied. I mean, I was all set. And then somehow you get under the Costco spell and I went from the washer dryers, we pinballed over to the jewelry section, Leon, because everyone knows that Costco has bargains on diamonds, right? You know that, right? And then I don't shop at Costco. So, <laughs> oh, Leon, you got to shop at Costco. Okay. Never. Okay. No, they, not they, my vibe. Okay. Then I careened. Then we both of us, okay, my husband's just as guilty. Then we careened over to the patio umbrellas with the LED lights. Okay. Oh, well, those okay. I'm interested in. I'm yeah. interested in those. See? And we came in for Gatorade and LaCroix. Okay. That's, that's what we came in for. Okay. And we are like, I, I was going to send my minder back out to get one of the big pallets so that we could buy a washer dryer and the umbrella, and maybe a couple of sparklers for myself on the way. I mean, it's just, it is, it is a spell. But Liz, here, Liz, I don't know, are you a, a Costco shopper? Do you ever? I occasionally go to the Costco in Bend, Oregon. Like okay. if I'm in Bend for a long stretch, it's very rare that I need a lot of anything, you know, single girl, but what am I going to really stock up on? But if I'm in yeah. Bend for a yeah. long stretch and I know I'm having a lot of people over for something, that's when I go. Yeah. But anyway, but there is a real method to what's going on in Costco. First of all, they put their big ticket items right up front. OK. And they're good dis discounts. Uh, number two, they limit your choices. OK. So with the washer and dryers, and I hate to talk about this because it's, I have a washer and dryer here, and I just want to say this in a low voice. It, it's not, they're not in good shape. Okay. Okay. I get something. Uh, Are they listening? Are they listening <laughs> to you? I think I just, I just, you know, they might be laying. Anyway. Okay. But they so, might be. Yeah. So, so you, but at, at Costco, you have limited choices. That's very deliberate. They only had the LG brand or the GE brand. Two brands, Liz, not 10 brands. Okay. Mm -hmm. They, they reduce your decision making. Like you want to buy that because it's there. You're not confused. You're ready to buy. Okay. Uh, the jewelry. Okay. This is a members only club, Costco. Do you know that? So it makes you feel very exclusive. Yes. Special, special, special deals, Liz. Okay. I might put, I might put that in my obit that I'm a member of the Costco club. Okay. <laughs> I think that could look good. That Lincoln, the patio umbrella that you sounded a little bit interested in. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing with Costco. They are constantly moving their merchandise around. So if you don't buy that umbrella with the LED lights today, it's not going to be there next week. They right. create this sense of urgency, this sense of 
scarcity. It leads to hoarding. Okay. I mean, obviously free samples. Okay. People do that. I, I, since COVID, I'm, I'm a little less attracted to that, but still, you know, that's still a very powerful thing, you know, that you didn't even know you wanted some of the stuff they're selling. They have towers of merchandise, Liz. Okay. That's on purpose. Okay. And it puts what is the purpose? I don't understand the purpose. <laughs> that, that seems like that goes against the sort of scarcity thing. No, no, they have towers of miles. It makes of you it makes you feel weak, Liz. Liz it sounds you okay. Can't, you can't compete with a tower of all those electric toothbrushes. You want one. Okay, you want a new one. Okay. You okay. surrender to the towel. To the tower. Okay. The power of the tower. Okay. Don't underestimate. Okay. I mean, Kirkland, their brand is good quality. And and you know, that's part of it. I mean, you can you can count on their towels, you can count on their chicken. Um, and but it is this whole warehouse environment, Liz, as mm -hmm. and that's part of it. Okay. They yes. want you to buy more they because you save more when you buy it but as you say liz as a single person you probably don't need like four giant pieces of salmon or what yes i do so, need four pounds of olives if i'm <laughs> trying to buy some olives you know but maybe you do work for me but maybe, maybe you do because okay, i should next that the next time you're in there, they're not going to be there, those olives, okay? They're going to be gone. They're gone, okay? Okay. Uh, and finally, this, I, this, I, this is really true. I mean, for families, at the end, when you're checking out, uh, Lee, and you don't know this, but they have delicious-smelling pizza and hot dogs that they sell right at the checkout, okay? Oh. Oh, and so it's very cost effective for families. You can go in there, you know, you can buy, you can buy the washer dryer, the new toothbrush, you get the four pounds of olives, you know, get some toilet paper, and then everybody can have a pizza or hot dog for dinner and you're done. Okay. It's over. Uh, wow, you have really overcome with this, Julie. Ooh, yeah, I did not know this was going to be such a treatise on Costco when you <laughs> Okay. Well, that's it. All right. <laughs> okay. okay, that's it. Okay, so you you failed the assignment. Is essentially what you say. I did. Yes, you and your husband both. Big F. Okay. <laughs> all right. Good luck to the rest of you Costco shoppers. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, speaking of big Fs, uh, I spent the last two weeks doing the uh, copy edits for my next book, The Marriage Sabbatical. So this is the stage of the process where the book is done and not you're not going to make any giant changes to the actual content of it. So your editor turns it over to the grammar whizzes there at HarperCollins, to the copy editors who go through it. And they're looking for obvious grammar mistakes, but then they're also looking for the not so obvious stuff. If you mess up the timeline, for instance, if we say it's 1978 on page two of the book and by page 222, it becomes 1979. They'll catch you on that. They go over every name, every location, you know, everything you every, you know, proper noun that you spell out. They make sure your characters you know, are the same age that they're supposed to be, all kinds of things. So um, it is a horrific part of the process for me. I cannot stand it. And uh, the the one for Lost and Found in Paris nearly killed me because it can become a very adversarial relationship with the copy editor. 
because they're just talking to you in those little comment buttons. You know, it's track changes and they're just saying, are you sure you want to do this? Don't, this doesn't exist. Well, it does in my imagination, lady. So, um, fiction. Oh, this, oh, that, that must have been a really swell time, Leah. Well, you have to, that's why this time I literally put, I had two weeks to do it. I couldn't even steal myself to open the document till a week after. I was like, okay, now I got to go because I only have seven days now and I have to get this done. I felt like a teenager, again, the teenager I was in high school, procrastinating mm-hmm. about writing the Heart of Darkness paper. You know, it just was like, darkness. here <laughs> it comes again. So I went to open the document that uh, the editorial assistant had sent me. And guess what? She hadn't attached any of the documents. So now I'm busted. I feel like I was like, I had to confess to her. I haven't even tried to open these documents in a week. So that made me really feel like a teenager. But here's the Mm -hmm. thing. I open the documents and it's just filled with red marks. You know, it's just, it makes you you have a big F on the top top of your paper. I mean, again, I I just want to say I have written four best-selling novels. And uh, so I know that I can write, but to understand comma rules, apparently not. And the best thing about this process is um, much like the towers of products at Costco, they write you a document where they list every single thing you did wrong in the document. So they're keeping like an editorial checklist. So it's just a reminder, not only do you see the red marks all over the manuscript, you get a list of all the idiotic things you did. Wow. (laughs) That's that's suitable for framing, I think. Some people do. Downer. Yeah. True downer. So these are just general style notes. These are things I consistently messed up in the document. That versus which. That versus who. Farther versus further. Each oh, other yeah. versus one another. Over versus during. I didn't even know that was a thing. Over versus during? What? Wait, can you use that in context? Like, like uh, we spent, um, we we got together over the summer for oh. drinks. Oh. As opposed to we got together during the summer to learn tennis. Which is, is one which of them is correct? One of them is correct. <laughs> which one would that be? Wait, during. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. I know. That's what I mean. You look at things, you're like, I didn't even know that was a rule of grammar. Like, yeah. I just, I can't, the difference between toward and towards, oh, no. uh, or forward and forwards, or size and sized. I don't know, ladies. I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> can't they just make the call? If there's such grammar whizzes, come on. They do make the call. They just want to remind you of the idiotic things you did. I think oh. the hope is that you'll learn from each manuscript oh. like after the last one i was like i am really going to study that editorial letter and i am going to i'm going to fix those mistakes and i did not do that again so uh <laughs> okay. but i just wanted to give you a quiz on the one thing i really blew was numbers okay, okay. all the grammatical rules around numbers and so i wanted to give you a couple of quizzes okay, okay. my uh, hands are clammy already Liz. yeah i know okay so uh so uh, say you're writing um, writing a sentence, oh, she won 12 basketballs. Yes. Do you use the numerals or do you use the word 12? Eh, numerals. Uh, I really? would say the word. The word is correct. From oh, one, oh, oh, yes. <laughs> yes. From one to 100, you, you write out the word or large round numbers. But otherwise, if it was 101, Liz, 
You could have used the numerals, okay? Okay, well, there's no reason for that to be the rule. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. Okay, it's- I, I knew that was the rule. No, no, I didn't. But I got it right, so I'm going to say I knew the rule. Okay, go ahead, Liam. Okay. This is a great quiz. I'm All right, so, um, okay, you usually spell out the time of day. So if you were saying 5 p.m., you would spell out 5, F-I-F-E. Right. Except if it's in dialogue. Then you can write in at numbers. Oh. How would you know that? How would anybody Again, know Who that? makes Nobody's... these rules up? I did not okay. have to push back against that. Seems okay. totally so random. In my book, there is a... There I is wouldn't a... have any times in my book or numbers. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what you start to do. Like, I don't know the rule for this, so I'm just not going to do it. So even eras, like the word, like 1920s Adobe, do you write that out in numbers, num- numerals, numbers or in words? 1920s. Numbers. I'm going with numbers, too, on that one. Numbers is correct. But how about in the 80s? That is written in words. In words. Okay. Again, it makes sense to you as we're doing this. But if you were writing it, you'd be like, is it 80s? Can I say 80s? What am I doing? It doesn't make sense to me. No. It wouldn't look right if you put 80s. Like 8-0. It does, though. Because I no, did it. it. Doesn't. No, <laughs> it's exactly the way I picture it. Eight zero. Yeah. So it's just, and I apparently I don't know. I, I thought I knew how to use commas. I don't know how to use any commas. I I I don't understand when things are upper or lowercase. Apparently, I'm not good at that. Uh, I have no idea how to use italics in any. You know. Oh. Direct thoughts, text, album titles, text on name tags should be on italics. Did you know that, Julie? Words as not. words as words. I don't even know what that means. Words as words <laughs> or photo captions. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, this is why editors exist, and this yes. is why you're you are with a major publishing. Company. <laughs> yes. they can they can yes. provide this service to you at a super high level. Uh, yeah. So I think that's per- it's nice and personal, Leanne. It's customized. It's it's customized to to your own yeah inadequacies yes it is <laughs> I have to say this so this is the funny so you know you have to go through it a, a bunch of times because it's three hundred and twenty pages and you 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 have to it's all tracked and you have to accept denies and if you deny if you don't like what they suggest deny you yeah, you write stat that's what yeah. Liz is doing she's denying that's denying even a rule right yeah. Yeah. cannot tell me. Well, the grammar stuff I don't argue with, but some of the other stuff, we had a little tiff over like a particular hotel I mentioned in New York. And like they, again, the editors think that, you know, because I don't live in New York, I don't understand New York, but whatever, it's fine. (laughs) But there was one, there was one section I just didn't finish. Like I literally didn't even finish the sentence. And I know why, because it was a a sex scene. Uh, There was a scene where things were happening. It was a scene of intimacy. And I was, I must've said in the beginning, oh, I'll just go back and write this. And then even when I went through it again, I missed finishing it. So like the third time they're like, um, Leanne, you really got to finish this scene. You were just in complete denial. I had to deny, deny, deny. Yeah. That was what was going on there. I had to write it and then just email it to my editor. And I was like, this feels awkward, but here you go. (laughs) So anyway, whoo, done, finished, check. All right. This just sounds super hard. Okay. Well, congratulations on being done. Okay. That's good. That's good. All right. One quick thing I wanted to mention, uh, followers of the Satellite Sisters on Instagram uh, may have noticed that 
we're getting into the Instagram live thing. Aren't we sisters? We've decided like, let's be a little bit more spontaneous. Let's, yeah. let's, let's talk to the people and let's just spontaneous pop up, spontaneously pop up on Instagram live with some follow-ups from things we've mentioned on the podcast. So Lee and you and I have done this a couple of times, right? Just pop up on a Friday, right? Friday follow-up. Look, here they are. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, it's easy to do. I, I like doing it. I like Instagram in general. So uh, it's yeah. easy to do. Yeah, we're going to yeah. try to just be more consistent doing it. Or you don't know. We don't know. Liz keeps saying it's supposed to be spontaneous. Spontaneous. Yeah. <laughs> this is on charge. Yeah. Well, Julie, but you and I did a spontaneous follow-up on Sunday, didn't we? Yes, it was delightful. And all sorts of people saw it, Liz. That was uh, uh, that was delightful and surprising to me. Yeah. Yes. I And I also chose an unexpected place. So that's another thing you're never going to know. Where are we? Is she in a dog park? Yes, she's in a dog park. Yeah, that would be that is an unexpected place. So just want to say, if you're not following us on Instagram, you should try it. We're having some fun over there. We are at Sat Sisters, and our original in our individual uh, Instagram handles are in the show notes, so you can follow us individually or as Sat Sisters. We would love to see you over there, and you can comment while we're live. So join us, please. Great, Liz. Thank you. And then I just want to mention, of course, the big fun weekend. You know what? The registration continues to roll in. So it's getting bigger and more fun this weekend. It's just really, really yes. going to be great. This is our Satellite Sisters get together in Minneapolis, Minnesota, October 13th, 14th, and 15th. Uh, there are lots of fun activities for the weekend. It's mainly a weekend because we want to see your faces. You're going to bring a friend. You're going to make a friend. There's, you know, not no learning, as we've said. There's just some fun. We have a, a meet and greet cocktail party on Friday night. Julie, you've promised some icebreakers for that. Yes, you're, yep. you're our chairman of icebreakers. Mm -hmm. um, on Saturday, we're planning a few things that we can't announce yet, but uh, we're working on some stuff. But we will do a live podcast taping that's going to be Saturday afternoon. And then Saturday night, of course, is we're having a big dinner. And then we're going to have, uh, we'll do something. We'll have some fun there. We're going to have some other fun activities. And then, of course, we're going to have the Mamma Mia themed dance party. So we're going to have a DJ and a costume contest. And we're going to do some some dancing and some cutting loose. And then Sunday, a goodbye coffee. But all in all, just lots of time to interact, to hang out, to meet each other, to connect with other satellite sisters and misters. So we want to remind you that if you register before Mother's Day, um, you are entered into a drawing to win a Best of Minnesota gift basket. So that'll be exciting for everybody who registers before Mother's Day. You're in the drawing and then you're going to pull one name out and you're going to get upon registration a Best of Minnesota gift basket. So that's exciting. And also we want to mention that for people who have registered, we have started a special private Facebook group for the weekend. Uh, the link to that Facebook group is in the show notes. It's also, you if you've registered, you're going to get an email about it on Tuesday evening. So look for that or Wednesday. Uh, or you can just search Big Fun Weekend Attendees on Facebook. You do have to answer a couple of questions and we'll let you in. So that way, people who have registered can connect. They can meet up. They can figure out travel plans and Mamma Mia party, uh, party planning outfits, th that kind of stuff. <laughs> So, it's going to be some fun in that. I know. Yeah, we're, we're really <laughs> excited. It was so, so exciting. Yes. <laughs> but what was? 
<laughs> yeah. So I think we're ready. I mean, I think we're getting there. It's already big fun. We just have fun talking about it and working with Sarah Alice, our event producer, and we're going to be adding activities and other things now that we know that we have anyone coming, you know, <laughs> we weren't sure anyone would come, but now you're coming. So this will be, it will be a wonderful, fun weekend in the fall. Uh, we hope you'll consider coming. All right. Yeah. And the the hotel or special rate, there are a limited number of rooms at that. So you're just going to want to get on that soon if you want to stay at that Hilton with the rest of us. Uh, all right. Coming up, we have our health block. So stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters. Liz, summer is coming up. And you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with, your, with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what, uh, what, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you know, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz. Right. Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is (laughs) (laughs) nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at ButcherBox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer plus Get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting (laughs) rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only 
carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Okay, we are back. This is Liz. I saw two sort of important, serious news stories about youth mental health that I wanted to share with you guys, okay? Yes. So the first is um, about a young man, a 17-year-old junior, who took his own life at school in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. And uh, this is really about how to recognize a crisis for a young person when it's happening, because what the school did, I mean, it's obviously always very shocking when that happens in a school environment. But this school decided they really wanted to take full responsibility for finding out what happened, how would how could we have prevented this? And they did a complete investigation. They interviewed 45 students and faculty members. They read, you know, emails from hundreds of students because they were trying to track down how might we have gotten ahead of this? Like, how could we have prevented this? And it turns out that the core of it was an untrue rumor about the um, th- the boy that was being spread, not just throughout the student body, but it got posted on a national app. And so it was just a really heinous case of bullying. And oh, uh, that's so it, sad. It's, yeah. just, it's so sad. And but he was he accused was... of rape, Liz. It yes. was terrible, yes. terrible accusation. Yeah. Yeah. So the, you know, the parents had come to the school and the school, especially when it got posted on this national app, the school had gone to the app and tried to get it taken down and, but they were not successful doing that. The school did an investigation as to whether the allegation was true and they uh, discovered that it was not true. It was a completely false allegation, but they never told the parents or kid that and they never told the student body that. So when they when they finished this year-long study, they just really came out and took responsibility for things they should have done differently, including that. But the other thing they took responsibility for is one of his classmates who was involved in the bullying um, got expelled for other reasons, too. And on the day he got expelled, it was like a big celebration as his friends said goodbye to him. This is a, a boarding school. So they were all in this. He was packing his belongings. He was they had sort of a like a party and a group photograph. And it was and that was the thing that was the trigger for young Jack to take his life because he thought, here we go again. It's all going to get much worse again. So one of the things the school said in their study was looking back at that now, it just never dawned on them when there was this whole drama around the other kid to go check on the student who had been the subject of the bullying in the first place. Wow. And that's a pretty heavy lesson when you think about it. Very for schools and for parents. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. That they just didn't it didn't even dawn on them that this would be 
a crisis point for the student. And so, so now they've appointed a dean who will be responsible just fully for mental health issues for the student bodies. They're really taking this seriously. And a bunch of the suicide experts quoted in the story said, this is the most aggressive they've ever seen a school be in really getting after the cause and then trying to remedy it. So I thought that was very interesting. But of course, tragic. You hear from the parents, you hear from the, you know, the the school administrators just being left with what could we have done differently? That is a heavy burden for everyone. <laughs> so, but then on a related note, there was a big story in the New York Times about just the dramatic increase in the number of young people. Um, it says children, teenagers, and young adults coming to emergency rooms with mental health-related crises. Hmm. So the sharpest increase was for suicide-related visits, which rose fivefold between 2011 and 2020, if that's a huge number, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, but here the issue, it's it's related to the individual case of Jack because the this report said there's an urgent need for expanded crisis services. Like, where do you go if you are... Right, kid having a crisis, or you're the parents of a kid having a crisis, there an emergency room is not an appropriate place to go. Right, but but what is you right. know? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know the answer to that. No, I had never thought about that, Leah. Like, what would you do if you had someone in, in a full blown crisis on your hands? And so they said because there are so few treatment options and availability of preventive care, mm-hmm. that's why families are seeking help in emergency rooms which are just wildly ill-equipped to deal with mental health-related issues. So in this case, there were institutions saying, this is a training issue. This is, we obviously, we need to provide more options for preventive care, but we the people we have in emergency rooms, they are not trained to take on this huge increase in the number of mental health-related visits by young people. So I thought both of those were related and both of them super important because here we are, you know, one thing I think that's happened a lot over, say, the last decade is addressing mental health issues, talking about mental health. Exactly. Yeah. Don't you think young people are much more aware of this than they are? Much more aware. But then, you know, I think they are under much more threat because of bullying and because yes. of social media than uh, than we ever were. So, yeah, it's a real yeah. issue, Liz. Yeah. So it's one thing to say that, you know, that young people need to be more aware of speak, speak up when you're having an issue. But if the institutions, in this case, schools and hospitals do not have the means to care for these young people, then we still have a very serious problem. Anyway, I just wanted to raise that because I thought it was it's sort of a good news, bad news situation that there is much more awareness of the crisis, but fewer means to deal with the crisis. So. so those are those two stories. And I'll have links in the show notes if you want to read more about either of these two really sad stories. All right, moving on to some less serious you, um, less serious wellness issues. Yeah, thanks, Liz. Um, but something we we eat every day, and that's breakfast, okay? So how about the best breakfast? I mean, I feel like it's been a while since we've talked about 
breakfast uh, from the New York Times. They had a column about what is really the best breakfast. And of course, it's all individualized and personalized on what your, you know, your height and your weight and activity level and your age and your health conditions. Okay, so take that, bear that in mind with whatever I'm saying. But a couple of things you do need at breakfast. You need some extra protein at breakfast. Doctors, nutritionists like uh, I've said that, you know, we tend to get a lot of carbohydrates and maybe some fats at breakfast, but we do need to have 25 to 35 grams of protein at breakfast. And I don't think I realize this, but like protein, you you need to consume in one sitting and your body will either use it or store it as fat or excrete it. Like you can't double up the protein. You can't have 50 grams at lunch if you didn't have any at breakfast. You need to have a little protein. I really thought about that. Yeah. Well, I know. I, I'm not going to eat the protein unless I have coffee laying. So unless coffee is the first thing that you have for breakfast, then. Uh, Co- coffee is totally fine. It's the last thing in this article, Julie, but it okay. is the first thing that I know you and I have. Coffee, you just have to make sure, uh, you know, they mention like too much cream. I I, I don't know about that, but yeah, they also mentioned sugar. About- Sugar. sugar, no sugar. But they, yeah. but they said, you know, coffee, of course, has a lot of uh, antioxidants, and it is good for you to have coffee. In okay, the morning, so no problem there. Um, they said the other thing you can take a look at for your breakfast menu is: are you getting some of these shortfall nutrients? Is what they're called. That enough of them in the U.S. Calcium, vitamin, vitamin D, potassium, and fiber. Those are all okay. important. So yes. look, are there ways that you can add? Of course, cow's milk adds calcium. Most fortified cereals have vitamin D. Uh, just remember high fiber, low sugar cereals, bananas, citrus, dried fruits have potassium and oats are rich in fiber. So that's that's something to think about. Make sure you're getting that. And you know what? You don't even have to eat breakfast foods for breakfast. So I don't know if anybody else does that, but sometimes I like to have salad for breakfast. I <laughs> you do. Yeah. Well, you know what? With with my eating now, my yes. my colon cancer restricted eating thing, I just I need to have a lot of greens and stuff, but I need to to space them out during the day. I can't have a giant salad at lunch, but I can have like a little salad in the morning with eggs, toast, and cottage cheese. Like that's a great breakfast for me. That works for oh, me. Oh, it covers okay. all these grounds. I feel so, like salad is the last thing I would ever have for breakfast. That's okay. Again, it's individualized, Liz. Yeah, but, could... but more protein. Okay. So yeah, yeah, like more protein. When you're in parts like a turkey of the world. sandwich. Okay. Yeah, or a turkey sandwich. <laughs> yeah, with that. In parts of the world where they have fish for breakfast, I'm totally cool with that. Like, yeah. That's nice. A little, little piece of fish. That's right. Big. Little salmon. So there you go. Okay. So that's breakfast just to get you thinking. Um, okay. You know, with uh, in tribute to Nora Ephron, why does my neck look so much older than my face? Because <laughs> Nora Ephron once wrote, our, our faces are lies and our necks are the truth. Okay. So <laughs> there you go. Okay. Skin, as skin experts, dermatologists say that necks are particularly vulnerable to damage. Poor posture, insufficient skin care, sun exposure, and the natural weakening and decline of your neck muscles can all lead to accelerated aging. So, you know, what dermatologists recommend is just treating your neck as well as your face. Okay. Don't. Well, they should have told me when I was like 18 then. Right now. You know, it's too late now. No, it's not, Liz. I'm a big believer in that. It's not too late. Yeah. Use those moisturizing sunscreens of over 30 every day. Apply liberally all over your neck and your day colletage. Reapply if you're out during the day. Get those peptides in. Get yourself over to Osea. Get some of that good uh, good skincare over there. It's not too late. I mean, you can't reverse the aging, 
but you can slow it down. Okay. Right. So, I mean, if you well, do that. wear a turtleneck, that those or are wear a turtleneck or a mock yeah. turtleneck. Yep. Yeah. Okay. But the other thing that this caught my eye is beware of tech neck. Okay. What so is this that? is new. Ooh. That is uh, the tendency to slouch and look down when using a laptop or mobile device. Okay. So not only does it cause neck pain, it also scrunches up your skin. Oh, if you hunch over like that for hours upon hours, like we do, you're going to develop horizontal lines on your neck and under your chin. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I I have seen evidence of that. Okay. So there you go, Liz. You can stop that. The changing your posture, it won't going to do anything to improve what already exists, but you can, you know, you can stop the slide, as that we like to say. Stop the slide. And well, here's, then, here's one tech change I made that I think really does make a difference. Maybe not yet to my neck, but overall, I switched from doing all my work on a laptop to having a desktop computer. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. Huge difference. Because if you've got a big, a nice, like healthy size monitor on your desktop, you're looking up at that. You're not looking down at that. So there's my little tech tip for the day. Hope. And I, I'd like to take some credit for that, for encouraging yeah. you to get that desktop instead of another laptop. Yep. I said, it's really, that's how I write. I couldn't, I couldn't work eight hours a day on a small laptop with the writing I do. So, okay. And then last little thing here, um, what's behind the middle-aged groan? You know that. What do you mean, right? You know, come on, Liz. When you get up or you get down or you bend over and you go, oof, duh, whatever. (laughs) Whatever your version of oof, duh is, even if you're not from Minnesota. (laughs) It comes in many languages, doesn't it? It does. People, yeah, you hear people like saying things in foreign languages when when they do that. Here's the thing. Doctors can't really figure out exactly what causes it or like why people started. But uh, a a doctor here in the quoted in the study from Rutgers says there's a physical component, a mental component, a voluntary component and an involuntary component. So it's just we're old. We're stiff. We, we, We get exerted faster. Our muscles are tight. We're sitting. Things are difficult. And we're just even if we're not in pain, we're just groaning or exerting like we're in pain. pain. Hey, no, I, so. I am really going to have to pay more attention to yeah. that. I was yeah. not aware that I was groaning. I, do you? Should I assume that I've been groaning? Oh, I don't know. No. You don't. I mean, I, I find myself doing it and they can't. There is only slight evidence that groaning actually like they've studied tennis players with grunting and things like yes. that. Does yeah. that actually help them? Not really. So it's not. It's not actually helping you, but because I have been grunting, I should stop doing that. <laughs> okay. I think you need a monitor. Just you should record yourself in various positions. It's true. That's See true. What's happening. Yeah. All right. So that's it. That's what I got there. Gee. All right. Well, I we I know we're talking about health, so I wanted to ask you both about something that I'm hearing and seeing a lot about, which is that. Cold exposure is thought to have very positive effects on your skin. It it helps to constrict blood vessels, decrease inflammation. I know a lot of athletes use like a plunge bath or a cool bath after tennis, baseball, you name the sport. They're going into like, you know, pools with ice water uh, and I do. Are you interested in that? Would you ever do that? (laughs) I am not interested in that. Um, no. You know, 
I keep, uh, you see all the athletes, so many athletes. I'm sure you've seen athletes. You probably talked to athletes that were sitting in ice baths. Yes, they're trying to control the inflammation in their body, helping their body recover more. So good for you, NFL player. I, I just don't think I need to do it. No. Yeah, Julia, it's becoming very trendy, though, here. Like I, in Los Angeles, you, I'm sure that cold plunges will start to pop up on Montana Ave, you know, where you can walk in and pay $30 for a cold plunge. I have no doubt because I've seen it on a ton of celebrity Instagram pages and everything like that now. Like, oh, the cold, the post-exercise cold plunge. I, I've seen it when I'm up in Oregon. I see people routinely running and then jumping into the river. Like even when it was snowing, yeah. we were up there, like cold plunging in the river at after exerting themselves. I, I don't mind the cold, but I would not do that. I'm kind of, I, I, don't, I don't feel any compulsion to do that. I mean, it's supposed, I mean, there's not that much research on it. Uh, it yeah. does detox your body. It's supposed to strengthen your immune system. I mean, certain cultures, uh, the Russians do it all the time. They're always going to going in the banya and then jumping in the cold water. They feel like it's really good, uh, good for you. I, I don't know. I know people that are doing cold treatments and they feel like it's really helping them. Uh, But I will say that the American Heart Association came out with a new post that said to remind people that you're not a polar bear. Okay, that (laughs) for many people, the cold shock that creates rapid breathing, increases heart rate, increases the blood pressure. And if you have any kind of cardiac history, a cold plunge might not be the way to go. But yes, they're popular here in Texas, too, and I see them all over the place. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's cold and then there's ice cold. No, I don't, I don't even, I don't even <laughs> swim in August in Texas. Okay. It has to be like a hundred degrees before I go in. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm a little bit hardier than that, but I, I'm not going to plunge in, a, in an ice bath. No, no time, no time soon. Okay. Well, as long as we're talking about ways to uh, injure yourself or not, um, as the Satellite Sisters self-styled expert on stupid ways to injure yourself, uh, I I'd like to report, I saw this Washington Post story about um, sources of injuries that have more than quadrupled in the last 20 years. These are ER visits went from 7,200 in 2001 to 32,000 in 2020. ER visits that are caused by dog walking injuries. So. You know, these are all kinds of people coming in. They've done something to their wrist. They've been pulled over by their dog. There are head injuries. And, you know, the e- again, the ER docs, they have, a lot, they have enough to deal with without dealing with your dog walking uh, problems. Um, but so in, in this story, they think part of the cause of this is that, that pet ownership is just up. More people have dogs, and so more people are tripping, up, tripping over their dogs. And, and don't you think it's the leash laws, too? I mean... I mean, leash laws are good, but yeah. the dog is on a leash, and so the dog will pull you over. I mean, I, I think when we were growing up, dogs weren't on leashes. They were just running around, right? That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's crazy when you think about it. Dogs it's were right unsupervised in our neighborhood. Yes. Let's just open the door. We wouldn't see the dog all day. It was unbelievable. <laughs> well, okay, Julie, that's part of it. So pet ownership is up. They also said because active adults are doing more walking. By that, I think they mean people our age or so, <laughs> that we are just more vulnerable or will be more injured if we get uh, knocked over. 
They say for sure steer clear of retractable leashes because those can hurt both the dogs and their owners. Do you guys have retractable leashes? No, no, never. Those are, no. Oh, I do. No. Well, you would just never have one with a 110-pound dog. Oh, okay. Which yes, is what I, I wouldn't. Have. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. They did suggest to carry a squeaky toy or treats uh, to help the dog regain focus when distractions occur. So, I, you know, I'm not doing that either. Uh, but they said, you know, overall, the biggest thing you can do to prevent injuries while dog walking would be to teach a dog to walk nicely on the leash. Yes, that is helpful. <laughs> wow, Liz. That's, that's big. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a big breakthrough idea. I have attempted that without too much success. Uh, Julie, how is Oliver on a leash? Well, well, he is distracted by treats. So we bring a lot of treats. No, he's good. I, uh, But yeah, uh, so... Because he's a big dog too. He's ninety pounds, so yeah. I don't want him to pull me over. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it just I, I'm just going to say this again as an expert on stupid ways to injure yourself. Don't let yourself be injured by a dog walking. <laughs> you because you're not because whenever anyone asks you how you did it, you're not going to want to tell them how you did it. Yeah, just, I tripped I, over my dog. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just take it from me. An embarrassing injury story. You're just not going to want to live with that. So there's there's my tip for the day. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leanne, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, I you did. like to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we... We love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who 
bring a touch of something special to your life. Aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OSEAMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. A youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's a, infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. And we're back. Well, sisters, I've been waiting this whole show to share with you what I think is, I, I called it a genius uh, idea that I want to share with you. So the next time that you're invited to a friend's house for dinner or to get together with girlfriends and they say, hey, can you bring the dessert? You want to know what you bring? Okay, I'm waiting. Are, are you ready for this? Ice cream sandwiches. Okay, <laughs> think about it. A box of ice cream sandwiches. You can be individually wrapped. I know you're you're not. I I expected more of a reaction from you too. Well, I know, Julie. I'm just going to say that is uncanny because I I I had to do a dessert assignment this weekend, and you are never going to believe what I bought. What did you I, buy, Liz? I bought ice cream sandwiches. Oh my gosh, Liz! <laughs> I don't know what came over me. I I was just thinking it's simple, easy for everyone. I'm I'm totally on board. Yeah. Okay. And was it a big hit? Was it a huge hit when you took huge. them? To- yes. Yeah. Huge. Huge. My friend Jan told me about this. I want to give her credit for it. Uh, but I I've done this now twice. You know, people say, "Hey, can you bring a dessert? Ice cream sandwiches." <laughs> Land people go crazy. You know what? They love ice cream sandwiches. They go yeah. crazy for them. Okay. Yeah. And Do there it is. Good ones or just the stylers from Land? No, I'm not. I'm here. I'm here. You hear? <laughs> Follow up question. Yeah. Do you get the good ones or do you get um, just the standard operating ones? Eskimo ice cream sandwiches. You don't have to overthink this. Yeah. Okay. Individually wrapped. There you go. I have to say, I have brought popsicles uh, as a dessert thing. So you're right. A frozen treat is unexpected. It's unexpected. Yes. People enjoy it. And and there you have it. And it's okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I agree, Julie. I, okay, was, thank you. Liz. I build up, but I do agree. <laughs> okay. No, right. It's good. Okay. okay. I'm not sharing any more of my genius. <laughs> no, I, I, 
I'm I glad think it's fantastic. It's a, it's a great idea. I just had some questions, you know, because I know there are the expensive ones with the gourmet ice cream. I'm like, just wanted to know how far you had to go for this. No, time. you don't have to go that far. I okay. mean, it's like it brings back childhood memories, you know, yeah. and people enjoy that. And people probably haven't had an ice cream sandwich in a very long time. Okay. Right. So yeah. it's really a treat. Okay. It's why it's why I also enjoy ice cream cakes. Like you can buy those Carvel, the, the little roll ups, if you can find them in the freezer section. That's always a hit too, because frozen desserts are delicious. Yes. All right, very okay. and super enthusiastic, Julie. Just wanted you to have your moments. Great, <laughs> great. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Well, now it's the time in the show we like to do entertaining sisters, and this is usually where we recommend shows and books and plays and music and podcasts for you to listen to. But this week, our feature really is shows we are not going to watch, okay? And I'm going to start off, and I just wanted to let you know why I am not going to be watching the new series on Paramount Plus starring Lizzie Kaplan, Joshua Jackson, and Amanda Peet, The New Fatal Attraction, okay? Mm -hmm. This is a remake of the 1987 movie, uh, which was at its time. Do you realize that was like the highest grossing movie in the world in the world in the 1980s, starring Michael Douglas, uh, Glenn Close and Ann Archer, uh, Close and Ann Archer. Uh, well, really? No. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a, just a super duper hit. Uh, and uh, it was um, a very, very popular and so when people saw that in the 1980s, you know, some people saw it as a feminist movie. Other people saw it as an anti-feminist anti movie. But I'm with, I, I have a link. Liz is going to put up a link to a uh, review that Lila Latif did at the BBC.com on um, Fatal Attraction. She apparently watched it. I am not watching it. But because I really, she makes a very good point that do we really have to remake this movie? Because yeah. it does reinforce a very harmful female stereotype. Mm -hmm. The idea of an emotionally unstable woman that, you know, the woman, hey, she's crazy. You know, uh, right. men were rational, women are emotional. You know, the whole idea of a crazy ex, uh, the crazed woman, men is the victims. Uh, mm -hmm. And interestingly, this version, this adaptation was developed and directed by a woman, but yet the storyline and the plot and the themes are the same, that it's the crazy woman, the ex that's going to come back and seek revenge on a man. And I just don't think we need that. And I don't need it in my life. And I'm recommending that you don't need it in your life. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Well, you know, Julie, last night I was watching the arrivals at the Met Gala. Yes. You know, of course. <laughs> That's what I have time to do. And uh, they asked Glenn Close, like they were interviewing her, and they said, well, the Fatal Attraction new TV series, have have you watched it? And she was kind of taken aback, and she's like, uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's even having Maybe right she's over it. I mean, it, when you think that was made in the 80s and people still reference it. The, yeah. yeah. Right? Right. And they reference, yeah. you know, uh, sort of the animal cruelty in the movie as well. So it's just, uh, well, we don't I put it. it in. The, I put it in the same category with Pretty Woman. No. no. Yep. <laughs> it was bad when it started. Still bad. Okay. I'm with you there. 
Okay. All right. Uh, here's a show that I'm not going to watch, but if you want to watch it, go ahead. I don't have the same strong policy as Julie, but they are also doing a remake of Dead Ringers. Okay. Uh, so I don't know if you remember this movie from the 80s, Julie. Liz, I know you remember it, and I know Monica remembered it because we all went no, to I had, I had kids in the 80s. No. Okay. So this was a movie that came out. It's David Cronenberg, starred Jeremy Irons as twin gynecologists. Okay. He played his own twin. They were gynecologists oh. that developed all different kind of gynecological tools, but they were also um, heavy drug addicts. So this is a movie that spun out of control when the Jeremy Irons brothers, the guy, twin gynecologist, created something called the Mantle Reticulator. Okay, the last name was Mantle, and this was supposed to be like to open up a woman for a um, a C-section. But in their drug-crazed, um, addled brains, they started using it for pap smears, Julie. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Like is the <laughs> most terrifying gynecological movie ever made. Wow. And they're making it they're making it again? Yes. Oh. They are making it again. And it's Rachel Weiss and it's gotten like nine million giant articles. She plays the crazy drug adult twin gynecologist. Oh. And I have not had a pap smear in 35 years where I have not thought of the mantle reticulator. <laughs> I usually text Liz and Monica like yes. mantle reticulator. Like it is, <laughs> it is the most terrifying image. It's Jeremy Irons' best role, many people think. I mean, it's just a, he's crazy good in this movie, but it is terrifying. And we all saw it together. And I have not thought for a pap smear with the same uh, enthusiasm ever since. So yeah. you can go ahead and watch it. I don't care. But I am not watching Dead Ringers. I don't need to be scarred like that. Because so, she got <laughs> with the trigger warning. She got with the trigger warning. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure having it be a female gynecologist really makes it any better. In the in the case of the mantle reticulator. No, no. Mantle <laughs> reticulator. Uh, okay. I, on a much lighter note, you know, I've just been conducting a little bit of a contest over in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group uh, as we all watch season 20 of Top Chef together. So a contest that I'm calling Top Chef Quotes Out of Context, where people can just, you know, they say the craziest thing on that show. You know, everybody is a little bit crazy as they're running around. The judges say silly things. The contestants do. So just randomly some crazy thing. You can just go post it in that thread. And at the end of season 20, I'm going to do a drawing and somebody's going to win either a Satellite Sisters uh, apron or a Peace and Sauce apron. There you go. So I want to remind people of that. And I added a couple of my own favorite quotes just over the last week. One was, that fish does not swim in those waters. Now, I just think okay. that's hilarious. Like, I would look good on a t-shirt. I would look good on a t-shirt. Even out of context, I just think that's hilarious. In context, that was Tom Colicchio talking to one of the chef testants because instead of making tuna niçoise, she decided to make salmon niçoise. So he wanted to point out to her, that fish does not swim in those ways. <laughs> <laughs> then, then there was another moment where uh, Padma, on another one of the head judges, um, accused someone of making a chicken that had a flabby, floppy texture. <laughs> I just <laughs> made me laugh. So in or out of context, whatever you have, 
um, you can just post that there. And, uh, you know, we're like two thirds of the way through the season now. So you might want to get on it. I wanted to mention that. Uh, next TV thing I wanted to mention, we've all been on board with The Diplomat, right? Have you guys, I finished it. I'm so sad that I finished it. Has everybody finished it? Yeah, I finished it. Yeah, it was great. The last episode was particularly good, I thought. So so we had our fingers crossed. Um, it was ranked number one on Netflix from the moment it premiered, and it just got renewed for season two. Oh, that's so, good news, Liz. That is excellent news. That would normally take a year, though. But then, on top of that, Leanne, we have some bad news about TV shows coming back. Right. The Writers Guild voted to strike yesterday, so they are officially on strike. So that's it. When that happens, they put their pens down. They do not write any more episodes, not secretly, not for real. You know, so you're really it could be two years before we see The Diplomat again, because, uh, you know, experts here are saying it could be a good three, four or five months uh, of this writer strike, which means no new TV gets made scripted TV or late night, you know, anything Saturday Night Live, any award shows, any of that stuff. Anything scripted does not get made. So that's too bad for the diplomat. It's really, yeah. they got renewed and then they're just going to yeah. have to wait. Just going to have to wait. be a bummer. But so we're thinking of all our America. WGA friends though. We yes. want them, We, you know, it's just thinking about that because that's hard. It's a big deal. So uh, right. it's a big deal that- for the economy in Los Angeles as well. The writers have super legit things that they are trying to improve and change. If you just look at how the whole TV business has changed in the last 10 years, how shows get produced, how many of them get produced. My number one goal for The Diplomat was going to be to do twice as many episodes in season two. (laughs) Right, right, right. But all these shows now, they don't have nearly as many episodes as they used to. And that all affects the writers. So anyway, um, we're happy for The Diplomat. Sad for the writers going out on strike, but hoping they uh, they get what they need and that they can get back to work soon. On yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay, and then one quick mention. Yes, I did watch the arrivals of the Met Gala last night. It was live on YouTube, so why not, right? Okay, well, well, that's what you think, Liz. Like, what, what was your takeaway from the... From you know, the, the thing I like about the Met Gala, Julie, I feel like the fashion at the Oscars is super overhyped. If most people end up dressing pretty conservatively. They may look really nice, but nobody really goes out on a limb at the Oscars or some of these other red carpets. But at the Met Gala, they really do. They really turn it up. So, you know, I mean, it goes without saying that J-Lo looked amazing, right? She yes. just, you know, and I was super happy to see that she left Ben Affleck home because he always looks, you know, <laughs> he doesn't really rise to the occasion, but she looked great. Um, it was, Leon actually texted me about this at one point. So this, this was all in honor of Carl Lagerfeld, the very famous designer who also ran Chanel for many years. Mm-hmm. Carl Lagerfeld, famously, if you run in those circles, apparently had a fluffy white cat named Choupette. Yes. And Jared, Jared Leto came dressed as Choupette, but just as he was like a, he was like a giant cat. And yeah. <laughs> You didn't know what he was at first, right, Leanne? You were like, it was great. Cat? That's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> it, was, it was funny. He's, you know, he's out there, Jared, and he continues to be out there, you yeah. know, living, living life as himself is what I would say about Jared Leto with a sense of fun, total that's sense it. of fun. I yeah. enjoy people who can make fun of themselves. And yeah. 
He certainly did. I was yeah. very happy when he took the head off and that it was Jared Leto, someone, <laughs> someone that I love anyway. Okay. Then two more I'm going to mention. Serena, she was yes. there with her husband. And while they were standing in the like photo line, her husband reached over and very gently put his hand on her belly. And I was like, what is happening there? Serena must be pregnant because there's no other reason her husband would do that. And sure enough, like 10 minutes later when she was being interviewed, she announced that she is uh, pregnant with their second child. So very exciting. Very happy for Serena, aren't we? Yes, yes absolutely. Yes. When she retired from tennis, she said one of the reasons was that she wanted to have more children. So uh, good for her. Congratulations, Serena. And then one last note, Giselle Bündchen looked like she was having the time of her life. She has totally let loose since she dodged that loser, Tom Brady. <laughs> I just thought, that is like the picture of a super happy divorced woman right now. <laughs> a super happy supermodel. I mean, she looked good. Yeah. She was. She looked fabulous. She, she did dancing around. Super high energy. Congrats to you, Giselle. We're all happy for you. <laughs> all right. Next week on the show, we are going to announce our best beach bag books list. We've all been reading a ton, and it's sort of a best bet. Beach Bag Books uh, Mother's Day crossover show. Liz, you have picked the author that we're going to interview next week, Connie Wang. Tell us just a tiny bit about her book. Yes. So this is her uh, brand new book. And next week when we have her on the show, it's her publication date. So we're super happy and lucky to get her. The title of the book is Oh, My Mother, A Memoir in Nine Adventures. And it is a series of essays. It's nonfiction. It's a memoir about her life with her mother, as you might guess. But Oh, My Mother is also the translation. She is Chinese, was born in China. And the R phrase, like, oh, my God, if in Chinese, if you were to translate that the way they say that, the phrase is, oh, my mother. So, oh, OK. I was wondering what that cover, what that title meant. Yeah. OK. So it's a, she refers to it in her introduction to this. It's a polite expletive in, okay. <laughs> in, in China. So, um so there are there are nine episodes here, different kinds of things she did with her mother. Uh, I really I really enjoyed reading it, and uh, so she's going to be here with us next week, and we'll have we'll have the whole new best beach bag book list, right, Liam? Yes, that should be up by next Tuesday when we drop the show. So we're all reading and we're organizing and uh, we're getting that all going. So uh, we're going to get you some beach bag books to put in your beach bag or to listen to on your road trips. Uh, there'll be fiction, nonfiction. Yeah, it's always a lot to do, but Julie's contributing. Everyone's contributing. So it's going to be a big good list this year. Good list. Okay, yeah. so that's next week on the show. We'll be talking to Connie Wang and doing our best beach bag book show. Oh, and one uh, other thing I didn't mention, this is her first book. She has been a writer and an editor for a very long time. She was in charge of content at Refinery29. Okay, cool. Uh, that is impressive. She was the executive editor there. So uh, anyway, she, uh, yeah, this is her first, and it's a memoir. I can't wait to talk to her. Oh, good. All right. That'll be exciting. Thanks, Liz. Thanks for setting that up. All right. Big thanks this week to all of our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. And thanks to you, the Satellite Sisterhood, who, you know, really support these sponsors. It makes a huge difference to us. It allows us to do the show. And we appreciate that. Thanks to Sergio Enriquez, our audio engineer. Emily Loudermilk is our graphic designer. You can see Emily's work in Pep Talk or over there on Instagram at Sat Sisters. Um, let's see. Our to-do list this week is really, it's just one question we're asking. 
Watch the coronation or not. What's what's on everyone's uh, minds there with the coronation happening this week? Liz, what do you think? Okay, so I'm not that into it, to tell you the yeah. truth. Uh, but yesterday, Tina Brown did a live, like, web thing at thewashingtonpost.com, and she was talking about it. You know, we love to hear Tina talk about the the British royal family. And she said one thing that I had not considered. I still don't think I'm going to watch it. But she said that she believes this could be the last coronation in Britain. Because she's like, she's like the other European royal families, they don't do coronations. They just, you, be, you become the king or you become the queen. They don't make a big thing of it. And that, and she really believes that when it's time for William to become the king, he will choose not to have a coronation. I thought that was very interesting. That, mm. that is interesting. That is Good. something to think about, Liz. Yes. So it could be history, but not that I care. That's my position. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm not a subject of the, you know, the British royal family. So I'm, a, I'm in the take it or leave it category. How about you, Julie? Well, you know, I've said for many years on Satellite Sisters that royalty is ridiculous. OK, uh, but for many years we talked about it because it was fun. Uh, but lately the royalty has the British royalty has not been so fun. OK, it's it's really been too much information about a very dysfunctional family. So. Other than Kate and Will, which uh, who I like, and their lovely children, uh, I just it's the whole thing is just a lot less appealing. Like dip in, maybe you know, um, but uh, I, I'm not as enthusiastic as I would be if Kate and if Will were or if Kate was becoming <laughs> queen. Yeah, exactly. So that's where I am. Leanne, how about you? Well, I said representation. I actually have uh, my friend Ryan has to go to Scotland for a wedding. So it's been in the works, you know, for months. And she has to go to the far reaches of Scotland. It's a dear friend's child's wedding. So she thought she'd just go in a couple days early and get acclimated, fly into London. She did not realize she was, like, landing the day of the coronation. Okay. <laughs> I just love the fact that she's accidentally going to the coronation. <laughs> so she's going to be my representation at the coronation. I was like, wow, good Good pick. Yeah, good pick. (laughs) All right. That's our show for this week. Hey, sisters, have a great week. You too, Leanne. You too, Leanne. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. (laughs) 